Storm Bowling Products, the Bowler's Company presents the Storm Collegiate Spotlight with Steve Klimkin and Tim Berg. Storm's Executive Director of Marketing and Above180.com's Tim Berg are going to introduce a variety of collegiate players, coaches, and key people involved in promoting the sport of bowling. Now, here's Coach K and Tim Berg. Joining us today on the Storm Collegiate Spotlight Podcast is Mark Scroggins. Mark is the head bowling coach at West Texas A&M University. Mark, Tim Berg, and Coach K, Steve Klemkin here. Thanks for joining us today. Well, thanks, Steve. Thanks for having me. All right, so Mark, you're just getting back going here. You're the head bowling coach at West Texas A&M. So let's talk about that. What what? How does it? How is the process? The kids have just came back from their summer break, just getting all situated. How do you get them going and ready for their first uh, tournament? Well, uh, of course, uh, like today was moving day, and so uh, we're. Uh, uh, I've got kids coming in my office, uh, in and out all day. Uh, really excited about the new season. They're, uh, uh, you know, talking to me, uh, letting me know that they're here. And, and then, uh, of course, I was asking them if they worked on their game over the summer and stuff. Once we get the schedule going, uh, then we'll, you know, start doing our routine practices and, and our workouts and stuff like that and getting ready for uh, our first tournament. Well, you, you know, you mentioned, uh, you know, routine schedule and practices mm-hmm. and workouts and that kind of stuff. What, is, what does that look like um, for your team? How often do you guys get together? What do you, how do you, important, you know, what kind of uh, emphasis do you place on, you know, the physical fitness side versus mental game training versus just actually, you know, bowling games on the lanes? Well, uh, at first of the year is just so busy because what we're doing, uh, we do like an evaluation process the uh, first three weeks. Uh, kind of uh, look at each player, see see if they've uh, worked on their game over summer, especially for the freshmen, kind of get accustomed to bowling on uh, sports shots every day. And so we'll do games and then uh, we'll shoot spare and have spare percentages. And we actually, I'm implementing a, 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 IQ, a IQ bowling knowledge test uh, uh, this year. So it kind of, and then all that information, I just kind of gives me an idea where the kids are at in their game, and and then that that allows me to go forward and teaching them on you know what I need to uh, teach them whether it's more physical or more mental, uh, more spare shooting, more uh, lane play. It just uh, helps me this process first three weeks. Now after that, once we uh, get done with that, we'll start uh, doing our regular practices where. The men will practice on Monday and Thursdays. The women will practice on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. And then we'll have a like a classroom session on Fridays. And then our workouts are on Wednesday and Thursday mornings at 6 a.m. So, And then that gives us a couple of weeks before our first tournament, which will be mid-states in uh, Wichita, Kansas in October. So, Mark, you mentioned Bowler IQ. What are your thoughts and expectations as far as what you are expecting from the kids? On the upperclassmen, they should be, you know, more knowledgeable than, than the freshmen that are coming in. Uh, so the freshmen, I really take a, a, a good look at and see, you know, just about uh, how much do they knew, know about bowling. You know, just, um, you know, how, like how long is the lane, how far are the arrows, uh, you know, some basic stuff. But then start uh, asking them questions about, well, okay, if you're, you know, if the heads are starting to hook, what kind of 
adjustments would you make? Uh, what kind of balls would you go to? Stuff like that. And that gives me an idea of where they're at in their game. And usually with freshmen, uh, I'm going to have to, you know, be a little slower with them. And now the upperclassmen, I can just start to say, hey, you should already know this. <laughs> Let's get going here. <laughs> hey, speaking of freshmen, then, how do you attract new players and new talent to your program? Well, uh, I uh, I do go out and, and try to recruit recruit at, like, the uh, state high school, uh, the Texas State High School um, tournament, and then, like, the bowling combine, which I wasn't able to, to go to this year. We had several meetings that I could not get out of this year, but I hate missing that because that is such a good resource to, to look at bowlers and, and talk to them about your program and stuff. And then uh, this next year is going to be Junior Gold um, in our backyard in Dallas, so I'm definitely going to try to make that this year. Along those same lines, Mark, Junior Gold next year is going to be in your backyard in Dallas, Texas. What are you looking at? Are you looking at the under-17s, under-15s? What's your mindset, and who are you looking for as far as prospective athletes? Well, personally, I can I – can, uh, uh, I'm allowed to look at the under 15s, and because uh, we're not we're classified as a club sport, so we're not really um, restricted like NCA or possibly NAI in the near future, where they're they're having to follow rules that they can't talk to under 15. So heck, I've, as I said, I've got a little bit of advantage here since uh, our program uh, we don't give out scholarships, so I'm I'm you know I'm having to get as many uh, 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 recruits as possible uh, on board before uh, they get a little older when they start looking for other schools with uh, scholarships. So I'd say that's to my advantage right now is as long as I can look at kids under 15. And, of course, under the under 20 category, I'll be looking at them too. But just try to, you know, talk to them and, and, and convince them to, to come at least give my school – you know, a look. And once I guarantee you, once kids get on campus here at West Texas, they just absolutely love it. That's cool. Now, West Texas, like you had mentioned, people loving that. The, uh, you know, it's a, it's a smaller town. It's kind of a remote part, right? Mm -hmm. I would uh, yes. think so. If yeah. you'd like to really can maybe allows you to focus on your, on your schoolwork and, and focus on your bowling and, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe sometimes being a kind of away from it all is, a, is an advantage, huh? Yes, it is. Yeah, and of course we have Amarillo about 15 miles away, so it's not, uh, you know, we're not uh, that far away from a metro or a bigger city. But uh, Canyon's just a small, quaint uh, college town where you know, and we're fortunate to have lanes on campus, uh, which we just did a major uh, upgrade, and so uh, you know, it, it's just really convenient for all the for the kids that come to WT where. They can come down and practice anytime they want for free, and you know, uh, it's just a great atmosphere for the kids. So, what would you say when you're looking at at a bowler? Is one of the biggest things that you think if we have high school coaches who listen here, what's a big thing that a high school coach should be working on, or we're getting our junior programs as well, frankly, too, for those folks to be looking at, so that when they get to you in college, they're already a step maybe ahead of what a, another freshman may be. Well, definitely, um, you know, have uh, decent fundamentals, um, you know, decent footwork, release, uh, arm swing. Uh, but the main thing is is uh, have a decent spare game. 
that they know and that's de- dependable. And, uh, you know, the basic knowledge of on how to, uh, you know, play the lanes a little differently, lane play. Uh, other than that, uh, if, if the fundamentals and, and, and spare game and a little bit of lane play, uh, they'd be a way ahead of, of the majority of freshmen coming in out of high school. Yeah. You know, and a lot, a lot of that's even due to the just the format of the of the tournaments. A lot of times, you guys don't just compete in traditional games, but you compete in Baker games, right? Exactly, exactly. Yeah, uh, and you know, uh, and Baker's uh, starting to take over more and more college uh, formats. Where in the fall we have traditional uh, team games, but boy, uh, more and more tournaments are starting to implement uh, Baker formats where. It's single elimination, or it's it's a uh, you know best two out of three elimination, and you really got to you know be on top of your your games and adjustments as a team, so you can make it through those brackets. Mark, I'd love to get your thoughts on the USBC Open Championship this year. They decided to not release the oil pattern. Instead, they gave everyone the topography of every lane at South Point. So I did a podcast actually not too long ago with Dave Sirigliano. And Dave actually thought that this provided bowlers with more insight and knowledge than releasing the pattern. Would love to get your thoughts on that. Uh, that's funny. Funny, yes. I did print out every one of those lanes because I didn't know what lanes we were bowling on at the South Point. So I said, I'm taking this with me. So we'll see what the topography is on which pair we're on. So I'm really glad Dave did that. <laughs> that was a lot of fun. But uh, that. We're kind of we're kind of used to uh, not knowing uh, what the pattern is in college because, and you're plus on these tier one tournaments, you're limited to only five bowling balls. So uh, with with that in mind, when uh, I personally when I was going to nationals, I said, okay, which five balls? If I'm if I don't know what pattern it is, which five balls were I gonna I was going to take? So I act like. I was acting like a college student just just going to nationals because, you know, we didn't know what the pattern was. We didn't know what the length is. We, You know, all we know is the top, topography of every lane that's out there. But uh, So it is tough. It's tough. But these college kids are uh, so uh, – they're able to make adjustments with the hands or ball speed. They're getting so good at just limiting their equipment at just five balls that it's you know they really don't need to know what pattern it is as long as they can watch the ball go down the lane and they can make adjustments once it starts making a move towards the pocket these college kids are getting very <laughs> they're getting really really good now you now you guys in Las Vegas at the open championships didn't have a what i would call a typical pair i mean you had the topography report in hand and stuff but you didn't have what would be typical of 10 or players on the pair or five on your team, right? Didn't you have a, a special strategy and, and what, what set you guys apart from the rest? Well, what, what we did with our 10, 10 lefties, uh, what we did was uh, we started like up five with um, a surface. So then that way uh, it, it would start uh, opening up a little bit. And then we didn't make big moves in. We just started making, uh, of course, once practice stopped, then we balled, we immediately balled down, and then started making little moves, uh, parallel moves in. And uh, I think um, Mike's team shot 
I know our my team shot three thousand, and Mike's team shot like close to thirty one hundred, I think. So, so I mean, it was very respectable. Uh, yeah, real yeah, solid. Yeah. Uh, and believe me, without the the, in my opinion, and with the ten lefties, there was no way we could have done that. I felt like because the shot did. Uh, I mean, it was playing so tough this year. But for me, I did have a lot, about a four four board area that I had that I could hit to the pocket. And that's about three and a half more shot. boards than I had, Mark. <laughs> that's, that's what I felt. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I feel like personally it is an advantage bowling with ten lefties. Now my brother, on the other hand, <laughs> he, he the last three years we've he's been. Um, the low man on totem pole <laughs> because he just has mm-hmm. such a hard time moving in and looping the ball mm-hmm. a little bit. And he's just, mm-hmm. I don't know. He says, I don't, this next year going to Syracuse, he says, I, I don't know if uh, these guys want me to bowl with them anymore. I, I'm I'm just hold, holding the team back, he said. <laughs> That's why he keeps on telling me. I said, well, oh, man. I said, I don't think so. You couldn't imagine anyone with his resume not wanting him on his team, right? Yeah, I mean that's exactly. I said you're got, gonna you're gonna wanted, figure this out. Uh, you know. <laughs> he's so funny though. He, he his his confidence gets so low after USBC Nationals because he's because you know he feels bad because he he thinks he's letting everyone down, but you know, and then once once the after a couple of weeks he starts bowling again, and then he'll go bowl the 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 senior masters or senior. U.S. Open, which mm-hmm. he did well in both of those, so he just mm-hmm. he just he just cannot get way in and start looping the lane like everyone else does. And he, I mean, he can, but his ball just does not hit once 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 it gets to the pocket. <laughs> it's so funny to watch him though. So then it sounds right. like on the left side it was almost similar to the right side where you couldn't just ball down and stay in the same area. You guys would have to make make the make the bigger adjustments. Is that a fair statement? Right. Yeah, we, yeah, we had a ball down and then start making like parallel moves uh, uh, at, until about the first half of the second game, and then once once that started happening, then we started uh, were able to really ball down and start opening up more, uh, opening our angles up and through the heads. Like the last part of the second game and third game, I felt I felt like I couldn't miss pocket because I had the right ball in my hand and. It started reacting. I just could not um, keep from splitting. Yeah, there were definitely lots of splits going on on both sides of the lane out there this year. That's for yeah. That's for darn sure. Hey, yeah. final Pocket question I have for me. you, Mark. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, final question I've got for you. Um, as far as uh, you know, you're entering uh, seasons kicking off here, and uh, you're starting again part of our Storm Collegiate program that you are, are again a member of again. What what does it mean to you to to have Storm's uh, support for your your college program? Oh, it means the world to us. Uh, we've been we've had a great partnership with Storm, and I was just looking back and just seeing how long we've been with Storm, and I believe it's since 2010. So this will be our seventh seventh year with you guys with storm and we absolutely love it we have a great partnership partnership with you you guys and uh you know it gives us the advantage of of uh getting the the first rate bowling balls in our hands lock you know as soon as they come out and and uh um in fact i was just looking at the website and seeing what balls that I would personally like to drill, but I, and I was talking with mm-hmm. the kids on what they're they're about to drill, and 
and stuff like that. To me, it just gives us uh advantage over uh, some of the teams just cuz you know we have that the the best bowling balls on the market uh in our uh bag going to tournaments so it means the world to us I, and like i said i think storm is doing a uh college uh, is making college uh bowlers a lot better and they're doing a great service to college bowling i think yeah, Mark, talk about that a little bit when it comes to that. Earlier we talked about recruiting and such when you can mention that a little bit. Hey, mm-hmm. by the way, you know, Storm is, is our sponsor, and, and um, if you come by us, you're going to be throwing Storm stuff. That that um, that means something these days. Oh, absolutely. That, I mean, that's one of my big selling points. I say, hey, we've been sponsored with Storm every year for the last seven years. Uh, you know, you, you get equipment from Storm, and it's it's a big selling point for my program. It really is, it, it, because the you know we like I said we don't give out scholarships, so I have to take advantage of anything that you know we can uh, do to get the kids to come uh, to WT. So yeah, that's definitely a big selling point for us. Well, we definitely thank you for all your support, too, uh, Mark. Uh, appreciate that, and best of luck this season. And uh, we look forward as well to having you back on later on. Maybe we find out exactly what, how your season has been going and, uh, and just touch base with you on down the road. Sounds great. Love to be back. All right. Well, thanks, Steve. Thanks, Tim.